We are back. Checkers and Wreckers victory lap. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I have Corey Litton right here next to me in the studio, and we've got some racing action. Yes, we do. Uh, Saturday, October 22nd, the World of Outlaws made up their uh, race out of the Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, the National Open. $75,000 to win this event. And Lance DeWeese jumped out uh, uh, to the lead, making it uh, or trying to make it look like the PA Posse were going to sweep on their home turf. On lap number five out of 40, though, Brad Sweet, the point leader, was involved in an incident on the front straightaway after breaking a rear axle and just about tipped it over. Second place in points, David Gravel was sitting fourth on the track at the time, so that was uh, looking to chop away at the 54-point lead that Brad Sweet had. Sweet's crew was unable to make the repairs in time, ending his night in the 27th position. Then David Gravel moved up into the top three as leaders caught traffic with 25 laps to go. Deweese, along with Brent Marks, made their way through traffic, and as uh, Gravel held on to the third spot till the caution came out with 15 to go for a designated fuel stop. Deweese took off on the restart while Gravel was under heavy attack from Spencer Baston and Anthony, Anthony Macri, who uh, both were able to get by Gravel. The caution came out again with 12 laps to go, and Darren Pittman slowed in the front straightaway. Brent Marks, he took the lead right over on the restart, threw a nice little haymaker slider out there in one and two, but that was all for naught as an incident uh, resulted in Gio Selzy, hot sauce Giovanni Selzy rolling hot over. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. That's uh, one I don't think we've talked about yet. I've, uh, you know, I know of two people that have that nickname, uh, Gio Selzy, and there's another guy, Isaac Sandrell, out of uh, uh, just Westy here that has that nickname. Uh, so hot sauce. I it, like it. It's because uh, I don't know why Gio Selzy got hot sauce, but uh, I know <laughs> Isaac Sandrell really loves his wings and he really loves his hot sauce. So sure. that's how he got the nickname. All right. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. <laughs> no, 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 no worries on that one. Um, also involved in the incident, though, were TJ Stutz and Brock Zierfoss. Sheldon Hoddenshield also sustained damage to the tail tank of his 17 car, was forced to go to the work area. Zierfoss, Stutz, and Hoddenshield were all able to make repairs and continue on. Then uh, Spencer Baston and Brent Marks traded spots for the second position, but a lap later, a caution came out again for an incident on the front straightaway with Carson Macedo. Corey Eliason and Logan Shuhart. Logan Shuhart made hard contact with the inside wall, and that ended his night. Lance DeWeese ran out the remaining laps to grab $75,000 and win number 111 on his career, his eighth of the year, and outlaw win number 10 on his career. With Brent Marks finishing in second, Anthony Macri finishing in third, making it a Pennsylvania posse sweep on Mm. their home turf shows and the podium. So great job by... uh, the PA posse to uh, put a whooping on the uh, uh, on those national touring guys out there. <laughs> uh, David Gravel finished in the fifth spot, cutting Brad Sweet's point lead to just 18 points. Donnie Schatz finished in 11th position. Uh, Danny Dietrich needed ninth place to clinch the track championship at Williams uh, Grove, and he finished eighth. So they were actually also racing for home track points, too, at that time. Oh, wow. So to win the track championship again, uh, Danny Dietrich, uh, old double D there, needed to finish ninth, ninth and he got eighth. So wow, he is your track champion. A lot on the line. Uh, what's next uh, for the Outlaws? Wednesday, November 2nd, Friday, November 4th, and Saturday, November 5th, the World Finals at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Dirt Track. All right. We also had some NASCAR action Sunday, October the 23rd. They were in Homestead, Miami Speedway. We got the call from NASCAR.com. As dominant as a car as Kyle Larson has been at this racetrack so many times, his best finish has been second. That is until today. Kyle Larson comes off turn four, and Larson will win at Homestead, Miami. 
All right, there it is again. The call from NASCAR.com. Yeah, that was uh, that. To call it dominant would be uh, very. Uh, it's not not good enough a word. <laughs> one hundred ninety nine laps led out of what two sixty seven. That yeah yeah. Yeah, 267 uh, laps, yeah, 199 total. Man. Uh, that's just absolute domination there by uh, by Kyle Larson. But uh, William Byron, though, at the start of the race, became the first driver uh, to lead the in at Homestead under the current rules package when he took off for the lead in lap number one. Byron led the first 27 laps until teammate Kyle Larson got by. That was the only time, really. That was the longest run that anybody ever had in the lead. Wow. That was not named Kyle <laughs> Larson. Uh <laughs> Caution came out of lap 30 as John Hunter Nemechek spun off a corner number two in his uh, first Cup Series race. Uh, he's filling in, of course. Uh, somebody got suspended or something like that. Um, <laughs> I heard something <laughs> about that. Yeah, Bubba, Larson, or Bubba Wallace, there he is. Yes. Yeah. I think he got suspended. He um, did. One race, right? Yeah. Um, and he, he took out the guy that ended up winning this week, so weird. Um, <laughs> Larson took off uh, on the restart as Byron and Tyler Reddick battled for second with uh, Reddick eventually taking the spot. Reddick slowed, though, with uh, four laps to go at the end of stage number, uh, number one, dropping back to fourth, surrendering spots to Byron and Martin Truex Jr. Stage one went to Kyle Larson with Byron, Truex, Reddick, Austin Dillon, A.G. Allmendinger, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, and Joey Logano rounding out the top ten. Uh, why am I doing uh, all ten? Those are the spots that get points in the uh, in the stages. Yes, sir. <laughs> so it was uh, more domination in stage two. Larson and Byron battled for the first couple of laps, but eventually Larson was able to just set sail. A disaster was averted during the green flag pit stops around the 43rd lap in uh, of stage number two when Denny Hamlin nearly collided with the spinning Landon Castle and Larson on pit road. When, uh, when the green flag stops concluded, Larson resumed his 4.4 second advantage over Martin Truex Jr. and a 10.2 second advantage over William Byron. With five laps to go in stage two, Chase Briscoe lost control and hit the wall, ending his day. Uh, Larson won uh, stage two under caution. Then it was Truex, Byron, Blaney, Keselowski, Elliott, Daniel Suarez, Ross Chastain, Logano, and Hamlin getting their stage points. Uh, Larson again uh, for this last little segment of the race. Larson again shot out the lead, ran away from the field, running inches off the wall the entire time. That's the I think the most amazing thing about this: his car control the entire time. He was just right there. He was and- he was, uh, he, was at a, he was close enough to the wall where parts of his car were disappearing in the close camera shots. <laughs> so that was uh, it was really impressive driving. We call it pounding the cush, you know, in the yeah. dirt track world. He was running right up there along the wall, and you know. I, I, Richard Petty used to say it when uh, they were running at Darlington or Daytona, and he'd be yeah. like, why do you run so close to the wall? He said, because it doesn't hit as hard when you hit it. <laughs> it. It doesn't hurt as much when you hit it that yeah. close. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I uh, not not to derail you again, but um, I used to drive snowplow for the city of Fargo. Oh, yeah? Uh, for 10 years, I did that. And uh, the new guy always gets to run the gutter. And so you'd be you'd be right there bumping against that gutter, making sure you got the snow as far over as you possibly could. And after ten years of doing that, I still thought to myself, "Man, how do they do that at <laughs> one ninety? Or you know, right. it's just just nuts to think that they're that close to that wall and not. I mean, because I you know in your snowplow, if say you're doing the main drags." You're maybe going 25, and it seems like you're screaming up and down 25th <laughs> Street or 45th or Main or whatever. I cannot imagine 190 and just your, you know, your your side mirror is 
two inches away from that wall or whatever it is. I, I'm I'm betting uh, with the way the wall was out there, if they actually had a side mirror outside of the race car, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Larson would have ripped it off. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's how close he was throughout most of that race. And I think he actually started running down on the bottom for a little bit just to see if it would work. You know, it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those where the car is working so good on the top, why move? Yeah. But uh, he just went around there and, and tried to see if it would work out for him. <laughs> and he did end up having to pass some cars eventually. But uh, he just, again, just dominated. But uh, yeah, going back to it with 80, 85 laps remaining, Denny Hamlin had another close call when the rear end of his car got loose in turns one and two, resulting in light contact with the wall. And he kind of did. Oh, uh, well, and, and going back to what you're talking about, running that close to the wall, like mm-hmm. we had a guy that raced at the old West Fargo racetrack when it was the half mile with the wall around it. Chad Onstead used to do that. Okay. He'd, he'd run right up along the wall, and we always joked that he would spark the spark the wall six times a lap. <laughs> he'd do it on entry with the rear end of the, rear end of the car through the middle and through uh, and on the exit. He'd you'd see him just kind of lightly tap the wall, and it would just shoot sparks up. Mm-hmm. And on a really good day, he'd even kind of catch the front stretch wall right by the flag stand just for fun. That was how <laughs> he kept his time. Yeah, it, you know, it <laughs> made the car work, and he was he made a made a habit of it, and it was always fun to watch. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and he's my age. And I wish he would race again. Uh, he mm-hmm. was he was awesome. And go figure, a guy that hit the concrete that much owns a concrete company. <laughs> <laughs> And if he sponsored that show right now, I give him a plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hamlin though he was able to make the save and continue on. Green flag pit stops resumed with sixty laps to go, right as Larson's lead uh, swelled to over nine point four seconds over Truex. William Byron had a disastrous stop that ca- caused him to lose lots of time on the track. They uh, they didn't get the wheel nut on, so they had to back him up, and then they had trouble getting the wheel nut nut on. And he was able to continue on though, uh, but he lost tons of spots out there. Um, then, uh, Logano had a slow stop too, which lost a lot of track position is him just as Ryan Blaney spun out in the access lane, leaving the pits causing the caution with 56 laps to go. The remaining leaders were able to pit under yellow, but this put, uh, I believe Martin, uh, Truex and, uh, Ross Chastain, uh, up front to lead the green lead to green as Denny Hamlin made a bold move for the race lead out there. Hamlin threw a slider. In the first set of corners, but five laps later, Martin Truex Jr. was able to get the lead, looking to make his 19 car the 19th different Ooh. winner of the year. That would have been a heck of a stat. It that would have been that would have been the record, because um, they already have the record. But yeah, it would have been the record again. Yeah, it's kind of like Tom Brady every time he takes a snap, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. automatically a record. Yeah, it's a brand new record. Yep. <laughs> uh, Larson charged through the field uh, though and made his way up to second with 30 laps to go. Truex, Truex just had had a, a two-second advantage, but with 20, 23 laps to go, Tyler Reddick uh, spun out in turn two and slammed the inside wall. The field immediately took to pit road as Truex got spun by Larson uh, just as Truex broke for his pit stall. Hmm. So that was the real drama of this whole event was uh, Lar- uh, Truex, you know, he kind of broke late for his pit stall, uh, and, and he owned up to having some blame in that one. Larson couldn't see through the windshield. I mean, Truex barely could see. Sure. So uh, Truex just tried to go straight from the outside lane to his pit stall and was basically late for it. And when he, in doing that, he hit the brakes and Larson just piled right into him because he's yeah. only a couple inches off of him. Yep. Um, and spun him around. And thankfully, nobody got hurt in the pits. It, it seems that uh, that's a thing that happens quite a bit out at, um, out at Homestead, Miami, because I remember many years back, it was uh, Ricky Rudd's crew that got well, almost driven completely through. Yeah, yep. uh, right at the end of pit road, 
Um, and that was the re- that's now the reason why all the pit crew guys have to wear helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it was it was interesting watching this though because if you look at the the guys uh, on pit road just standing there, they just stand there like, all right, he, yeah, he won't hit us. Yeah, he'll get close, <laughs> but it's like they they <laughs> practice getting hit. Yep, I'm not um, retreating. Yeah, they jumped over some of the equipment that got hit, but other mm-hmm. than that, yeah, they pretty much were right where they were. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but and and the funny thing is also the the gas man walked all the way around to the other side of the car and serviced the car because <laughs> he slid perfectly into his pit stall. Yeah, but it was backwards. Yeah, so the gas man walked all the way to the other side of the race car to fuel up the car, and then they just did the pit stop as it, is. Yeah, it was it was like yeah, we've been here before. <laughs> it's certainly what it seemed like, but yeah, it was interesting. But it, it's an unfortunate break for Martin Truex. Has just had a, a terrible year, um, and he looked like he had a good chance at possibly stealing one from mm-hmm. uh, from Larson here, but and becoming, like I said, the nineteenth different winner of the year for NASCAR. Um, the field uh, uh, actually, uh, Larson was able to exit the pits first with Hamlin, Chastain, Dylan, Keselowski, Harvick, Kyle Busch. Almondinger, Ricky Stenhouse, and Elliott rounding out the top ten here for the restart. But uh, that was, uh, but in the words of the uh, band Firehouse, as soon as the green flag played, it flew. It was bye bye, baby, bye bye. That was all she wrote. <laughs> Larson, like we said earlier, led 199 laps and earned win number three in the year, his 19th career win with Ross Chastain, your boy, finishing yep. in the second spot. AJ Almondinger in third, Austin Dillon in fourth. Brad Keselowski in fifth, Martin Truex Jr. in sixth, Denny Hamlin in seventh, Kevin Harvick in eighth, Kyle Busch in ninth, and Daniel Suarez rounding out the top ten. Uh, your playoff top eight finishers, Joey Logano, who is the point leader right now, he finished in 18th, Ross Chastain finished in second, uh, Chase Elliott ended up in 14th, William Byron in 12th, Denny Hamlin again in second, Ryan Blaney uh, ended up in 17th after spinning late in that race. Uh, Christopher Bell ended up in the 11th position. Chase Briscoe dead last in 36th after his incident early in the race. Uh, points before the round of four coming up here. Joey Logano, who's the only one that has clinched the round of four with his win uh, a week ago. Uh, he will be the point leader. Then Ross Chastain is five points back in second. Chase Elliott is 13 points back in third. William Byron at the cut line. He is 19 points back. Denny Hamlin in fifth spot is 24 points back from the lead, but he's five points out of making it into the uh, the championship four. Then uh, Ryan Blaney is 37 points back, but 18 points out of the cut line. Christopher Bell, 52 points uh, out of the lead, 33 points back from the cut line. And Chase Briscoe is 63 points back and 44 points out. So we got a lot of drivers that need to win mm-hmm. this weekend to make it into that that top 4. Is this the week where your where your buddy Ryan Blaney gets, I, gets okay. off the wall at the junior high dance and goes over <laughs> there and and actually gets her done? Well, now I, I guess I probably figured out why I'm such a big fan of his cuz I was that guy. <laughs> If I wasn't if I wasn't running the show, I didn't I wasn't in it. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, yeah, if he wins this weekend, he's going to need to because he's 18 points out, and that means he literally has to finish 18 points ahead of William Byron. Yeah, uh, just to make it in there, um, and he he's got to hope that Denny Hamlin doesn't race really well at his home track. Right. So yeah, Ryan Blaney has to win. Uh, same thing with Christopher Bell. And Chase Briscoe, I mean, they, they, that's their only hope. Yeah. There's only 36 cars in this race, and unless they lead every lap, win every stage, mm-hmm. um, and finish second, yeah. it's not going to happen. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, they need to, all three of them need to win to get in. Now or never. And it's all going to come down to this, and what a way to go. And that's Sunday, <laughs> October 30th at Martinsville.
That is correct. Good, yep. good times. Well, it's uh, it's it's exciting. I mean, it's it's nice to get to this stage of the season and be looking at this, going, this could all still happen yet. Yep, it's you know? uh, there are many options that can happen. So NASCAR is doing a great job of uh, creating drama mm-hmm. uh, in as this goes here. Uh, I mean. You know, it's it's what you're used to this time of year. Baseball playoffs going on, and they got a heck of their own drama going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, with my Phillies making the World Series. Yeah, against them cheating Astros. <laughs> I think well, we'll is it what, obvious who I'm cheering for? Yeah. Well, there's no bias here. Well, I'm not I'm not a baseball reporter, that's so true. I can have bias. That's true. That is true. Yep, you, <laughs> you're not wrong. So. All right, so we've got uh, uh, basically two weeks of actual racing action left. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, with uh, between uh, uh, well, World of Outlaws have the weekend off because yep. they're going to be doing the World Finals here in over a week, and that's going to be a big event. The World of Outlaws late models are going to be be there too, mm-hmm. along with I believe uh, the the Eastern Modifieds too. The big block Modifieds are going to be racing. Yep, as at least they have in the past. Um, it, it's quite the event. Uh, so they're going to take a week off. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, we really only have NASCAR to talk about, so we might be bringing in a guest if we can uh, I think I think so, up. and I wanted to say, do not do not go anywhere if you uh, are a listener of, of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap because we do, as Corey uh, sort of uh, alluded to there, we've got other stuff coming up. We've got uh, guests we want to bring in. Um, we've got, we still have all the awards from uh, the Checkers and Wreckers uh, championships and the and uh, rollover contest uh, <laughs> championship and all that sort of stuff. Interviews. Uh, earlier before I, I hit record, we talked about maybe uh, talking about some of our f- uh, favorite uh, NASCAR or just general racing games and uh, doing some reviews on that. So we've got a lot of fun coming up yet. I, I was able to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I was able to get a hold of uh, a uh, new newer PlayStation. So I've picked up a few games and yeah. I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm working on Wreckfest right now, which is an interesting game because uh, it doesn't take that much talent to win on it <laughs> um, when you're playing on the easy level, especially, but yeah, it, I mean, in, the, it says it in the name, Wreck. So yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm golden on this one. <laughs> All right. So we've got plenty. You also have, uh, at least, is it one more or is it a couple more uh, live uh, uh, checkers and wreckers? Two more. Two more, Two more. checkers and wreckers uh, um, slots with the KFGO morning crew. Yeah. 640 on Friday mornings. That's 790 and 104.7 KFGO. So that'll be that'll be fun. So we've got a lot going on yet. It's uh, we definitely do, and uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So again, make sure you check out Corey live. You're doing it live. Let's do it live. Six forty on Friday morning with the KFGO morning crew, Doug and Dan. That's always a fun time. The fastest five minutes in radio. And uh, so again, uh, seven ninety and one hundred four point seven KFGO. So that's it for this uh, this week. We're glad to have you. Thanks for being here, and we will catch you next time on Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.